Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World okay, Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the Unexplained World, broadcast for May 18th, 2008. I'm Ed Shanahan with Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine. How, how about you? Just fine, thank you. Just fine, thank you. Sound a little uh, horsey there. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I got a head cold on Mother's Day, and even uh-huh. though I'm feeling great, it's still the yeah. lingering little snippets of, you know. Okay, okay. <laughs> also joining us tonight, and hopefully with us in future broadcasts, is Mercedes. Hello, Mercedes. Hello. How is everybody? Great. How about yourself tonight? I'm okay. <laughs> You're okay. Was that you talking on the phone before uh, while the music was playing? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you do that, Mercedes. Oh, <laughs> to uh, Wanda, actually. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't psychic abilities. We actually heard. We didn't hear what you were saying. Yeah. We just heard mumbling, kind of. So it's like, uh, Mercedes is new, so uh, yeah, <laughs> probably is her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> so, uh, well, in, the past, <laughs> in the past, Annette and I have talked about who we are and what we do, and you hear it in the intro. Um, but in, But since Mercedes is new, I'd like to let the listeners know she is an accomplished paranormal investigator and also, like me, a spiritual feeler. Uh, her abilities impressed me so much at the Villisca X murder house that she is among only about four others who have impressed me with their spirit feeling abilities. So um, hopefully she will be participating in more of our broadcasts and uh, our upcoming locations where we'll have the circle of energy and stuff like that. So uh you in for yeah, it? Totally in. Totally Okay. In. <laughs> and it's and the thing I gotta be aware of is the two ladies basically are neighbors, Annette and her. So um hopefully they ain't gonna be walking that off the plank in the near future, you know. <laughs> and uh <laughs> become the Annette and Mercedes unexplained world show. <laughs> So, uh, We're going to have to uh, do lunch for Mercedes one of these days. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wanda's on our chat board, so hello, Wanda. Um, Wanda is also an investigator that will uh, hopefully be, her and her husband, be joining us in the future at locations. Well, tonight's show, we're doing part two with Mr. David Kump, and um, where we left off last program about aliens, UFOs, and stuff like that. And listeners, if you want to call in, the number is, Annette, do you even call that number? It is. The number six, is, six, go ahead. The, the go number ahead. is 646-915-9653. Okay. So if anybody wants to call in and talk to David, and let's get David on the line. Hello, David. Oh, hi, Ed. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Terrific. That's fantastic. How's that? If it's Sunday and it's your show, it must be terrific. <laughs> wow. You're great. <laughs> keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Although it sounds like you're getting a little paranoid, Ed. About what? Well, the two women. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, one, maybe possibly the other. One for sure I know believes in the goddess. And the other one, uh, Mercedes, I'm not sure. I never asked. But, uh, you know, there's some power in that, you know, Dave? 
Well, I'll tell you what's exciting, just the, the team you're building for your investigations and experiments or whatever. Oh, I've, I've got to tap into your whole your whole team you're putting together because, uh, you know, I'm f- absolutely fully in belief that all of these components of the supernatural are all related. That's and where we left off last show, so that's let's exactly pick it right it. up. In, in fact, when you said, we're going to pick up where we left off, I thought, oh, my God, where did we leave off? We were all <laughs> over the map. Yeah. Hey, wait till you see what I got planned for tonight to throw out there. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> technically, the way this started, way back when you said, hey, what about the reptilians? That's kind of where it started last time we were talking about this subject. Mm-hmm. But the more I learned about the reptilians and researched everything I had kind of heard or known or suspected about them, all it did was open up just how many types of aliens, life forms, people that have had encounters. Uh, my God, there, there's there's 50 different types. Now, it does seem like the reptilians are one of the strongest forces out there, if you will, or kind of there, there's talk that maybe they control the greys. And the little greys are also their little reptilian ant workers, if you will. Okay. Doing all their dirty work or grunt work. Can so, I, Can I? before you go, one oh, step sure. further, can I say something? I emailed Annette and I emailed Mercedes information that when I seen it, it was like, wow. And then I emailed David, okay? Probably one of the most, what can you say, skeptical organizations um, in the world that needs proof for basically anything that they would make a comment on a positive way for, the Vatican itself says, what, David? Well, um, boy, I'm glad you brought that up, Ed. That was, yeah, something that happened very recently, of course, And now the Vatican is saying, and the more I thought about it, it really upset me. Now they're saying, now look, folks, of course you know you're to believe what we believe and what we tell you to believe. But by the way, if some aliens kind of show themselves, don't worry, God made them too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay to just keep giving us your money. Believe me, we're we're still right with all of our teaching. But the but the thing I'm saying is where I was getting at for them to make a you know a claim that it's a possibility. Oh, okay. to even talk and, about it, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing, this claim was made how many weeks? About two or three weeks after the Pope was here in the United States. Okay, um, that dawned on me today. So maybe there's going to be something slowly leaking out. Well, and don't, they're certainly, they're careful about what they say or reveal, but but the church is uh, one of the most mysterious organizations you could ever look into and not to kind of single out the role. Yeah, when you said that, uh, Mercedes, why don't you just say what your response is? (laughs) (laughs) Um, To what? (laughs) Uh, You think they're what? The aliens? Yeah. No, you think they are aliens. Was that to do with the uh, Catholic Church? or? Oh, no. Wait, so the Pope is an alien? <laughs> no. No. Wanda, Wanda asked what are little greys, and I told her oh. I think they're aliens. <laughs> okay. David, what are little greys? Well, the little greys are your classic kind of alien cultural icon if you will, where certainly they look like what everybody thought were little green men from Mars. However, they're not green. They're anyone who's encountered them through the years reports them as being grayish in color. And they're the typical people have seen the drawings or depictions of alien abduction victims that 
talk about these little beans with the large head and the almond-shaped black eyes and real thin little bodies. They're that kind of typical little iconic image you expect a little alien to look like. And uh, they're short. They're real short. Uh, I would probably tend to find them extremely cute, almost pet-like, right? I mean, they're short little things. and uh, Some people describe them as possibly even made out of light. Thus, that kind of gray tone to them, and others say they're quite illuminated, and yet they seem to be closely related to getting back to the reptilians, and uh, some believe the reptilian race of aliens came to this planet and possibly helped humankind evolve and grow and get to a point where uh, they could be of whatever use we need to be to these races that control things here on Earth. Okay. Ladies? Well, I'm just, I still have a hard time <laughs> believing that reptilians created me and control the human race. I, 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 I'm going to just tell you, David, I'm a little skeptical. Usually what I take what I take what you say for gospel. And on this one, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's probably all kinds of good uh, facts and things that we can I can be shown. But you know, And I think it's because of the fact of my belief system that I think that, oh, the fact that humans have been able to come back with... Um, reincarnation and be able to talk about lifetimes that they've lived other times and um, I do believe that there are possibly aliens I just don't think that they are my creators just well, because of the way that we're mind, we, we probably if that is true that alien life forms have manipulated and helped man evolve this would go back to a time before there was reincarnation. In other words, uh, this would go back to damn near dinosaur times, which have been linked, some believe, to this reptilian race as well. So let's say that, and let's leave the reptilians out of it for a moment, let's say a creator, whoever that is, certainly some people believe that to be their god through their religion that they were taught, let's say some creator of life on earth set everything in motion and that would have been at a time that would have preceded reincarnation. Anything I've ever okay. researched or learned about reincarnation and other lives are just that. There are other lives that throughout history, mankind, and maybe this is where the soul jumps from one being of life to another through time. But I don't recall somebody saying they were reincarnated from a plant or seaweed or I even totally a dinosaur. It, sure. it seems to be reincarnated once man reached a certain level of advancement, evolution, mm-hmm. uh, having their own personal life experiences mm-hmm. and then reincarnation can go back to those points but I guess what I'm uh, prepared to believe myself and just the way it, it seems to me from what I've researched is that something sent mankind in motion and then certainly seemed to help it along at certain times in history and here we are today in 2008 and the advances in all aspects of life have seemed to rapidly increase as the years get on now through technology and even biology. Think of DNA and what we've learned about that in the last 25, 30 years. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So all the for all the jet rocket engine science out there and how much that's advancing... Just a little 
thing of look what we learned about uh, our own biology. It, it's pretty amazing. David, if somebody asks, is there books or research, you know, books on the research end and uh, pertaining to reptilians out there? Yeah, the best source for just like I would point anybody to first research on the Internet, but certainly in any genre of, of UFO, alien creatures, yeah, there are certainly books on reptilians. Certainly it's all over the Internet. You'll find certain authors that seem to devote their life to it. Uh, two names okay. in particular, this uh, John Rhodes has done e extremely, he's pretty much dedicated his life to trying to understand this reptilian angle and where it began and who's involved. And then on the other extreme, there's David Icke from England who talks of the reptilian race as the real conspirators of controlling Earth and all its leaders, and they're everywhere. And so, But between those two, uh, it's a good place to start. Um, people, let me also recommend that if you go to YouTube and type in... Uh, what was his name? Icky Doctor was is it a yeah, doctor? David, David. David Icky on YouTube. Um I believe you will find video footage of him talking about the subjects and stuff like that. So um he's out there. That's that's a fact. I know I've I've and also somebody that's posted David dot com too. So uh, the gentleman is out. David, we got to get you going in that, you know, website and everything like that, too. Well, I I imagine, and, and what I'd like to do with you and Annette and Mercedes and anyone else in your kind of power circle of... Oh, families. please don't call it a power circle. That will bring a lot of problems. Uh, inner circle, how's that? <laughs> inner circle. Yeah. Why don't why do I I meant the power that you bring to the oh the energy uh, circle of energy okay well and through the circle of energy of course yeah. it's all the, I believe we can make some advances in at least contacting someone out there that could help us understand all this okay. and and that's my hope I I would like to you know perfect example. Um, Let's talk about alien abductions. Here's a talk about a high strangeness part of this whole thing. And many of the creatures who are associated with this alien life form, it's not just reptilians. I've got another book. I just reach for it. It's on my coffee table. The Field Guide to Extraterrestrials. Do you know there's 50 these little drawings and depictions and characters taken from 50 different cases that people have described, it, it's, it's mind-numbing. Now, mm -hmm. I do know the ability of shape-shifting comes up over and over and over in the whole UFO and alien beings as part of one of their capacities. And just seeing the type of entities that people describe, I can kind of believe there must be something like that going on. There couldn't possibly be all these different type of critters running around and showing themselves to people. It's, it's, but it is interesting and exciting, and for that reason alone, it mm -hmm. is something I think worth pursuing or, or trying to figure out what that is. And what that oh. means. Uh, Annette and Mercedes and Wanda even said she wanted to come out, and maybe we'll get a few other people. They have all agreed to uh, attempt to try to see what we could do with the circle of energy. And um, we do have a location near Annette. We're not going to say where um, that we would try this place. You you know where I'm talking about, Dave. I, you know, I mentioned it to you. Yes. And... Um, so we'll give it a shot, and if we could possibly get the ghost box out there, I'd be very – what do you think, Mercedes, bringing the ghost box out there? 
I think that would that would be good. That's I love that thing. Wanda, if Wanda will let us have it, she'll take her hands off of it. <laughs> oh, that's you know. We'll just <laughs> or have her bring it along. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she'll give it up. Has <laughs> <laughs> she become obsessed with that thing or what? Um, I. She likes it. Yeah, right? she likes it. Okay. <laughs> don't say obsessed. She'll get <laughs> yeah. in trouble. I, I don't know. If it's quite, she's been very busy with moving and all, so I don't think she's yeah. quite that obsessed with it yet. No, and that we've come across somebody that I've come across somebody that became obsessed with it around the clock, playing, you know, seeing if it'll work. David, the um, have we explained what the ghost box is? No, but oh my gosh, I I'm beyond intrigued. And maybe it's I don't a, even I don't even want to know what it does. I just want to <laughs> be there when it does it. Mercedes, you want to explain it? Um, it is a like a radio, and they've made it so it just skips through the channels continuously. And they say that it um, gives the spirits or entities or whatever is there. Um, the white noise that they need to be able to um, uh, talk to us, be able to communicate with us. So you can ask it questions, and it answers you. And um, it's kind of like a Ouija board, but not really. It's it's, it's different, but it's it's kind of the same. Well, way. I like the sound of that because it's almost Tesla-like. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about a radio wave, and it's possible through uh, some other wavelength that is not real apparent or obvious to us in our three-dimensional reality, somehow it connects to realities. And, um, boy, that could be a beautiful thing. (laughs) See, you know very well what it does. Uh, It's cool. Um, Yeah, it did... It did uh, do some very interesting things when we were at the ex-murder house. Mm-hmm. And uh, some, I mean, the one thing, where it's, what did it say, Eddie, what what was it about the bed thing? Oh, Wanda asked who broke the bed, and it said, Ed, Ed broke the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, Dave, that was right out of the box itself, mm-hmm. or the spirit in the room, so... Um, isn't that an old Barry Manilow song? <laughs> no, that is that is excellent. I just I love the whole concept because, again, anything that can open up a a little area of dialogue between, let's say, two realities that probably exist side by side anyway, you've got to find that magic that technology, that luck, whatever you want to call it, because people have experiences that they perhaps didn't bring on themselves, but they showed themselves to them. And uh, to be able to do that on demand, in a sense, uh, that, that's that's huge. That's something we need to <laughs> definitely master let's say in light of this conversation that we're having too about reptilians i mean it may be more than just the spirit world as we think of it coming through that ghost box <laughs> what if well, it's you know grays reptilians etc what's interesting annette when ed told me of the location and mm-hmm. you, we we seem to have an indication that it could have been an uh, let's say sacred Indian burial ground kind of thing. Yes. Now, what I'm fascinated about that is that the North American Indians definitely throughout research of their literature and their history and their kind of angle on this whole UFO thing, they definitely had a connection to who they called the star people. And it sure seemed like they were describing relationships with these entities that came in ships from the sky. And that's why they referred to them as the star people. So to ask any North American Indian spirit that 
would care to give us a time of day, just the history of that and see what we can find out even on that level would be a, a great place to start. Absolutely. Now, you know, the other thing I mentioned, uh, and recently I've been trying to disseminate all this research in the different types of aliens that show themselves and the phenomenon that if you really, everyone's pretty much heard of Barney and Betty Hill, and that was 1961 that you could point to kind of this modern era of UFO sightings and you could look at the Betty Hill case as one of the first recent alien abduction victims. And keep in mind, that was 1961, and they were driving out east, kind of a foggy day, and next thing you know, they find themselves in some kind of craft, and they're undergoing a medical examination by these crazy little creatures. And... Through the years, the abduction phenomenon has seemed to evolve itself or taken on different themes at different times from those early reports of medical examinations and the experience that people would have a sense of missing time and to implants. There seem to be a rash of reports where People claim there was something implanted in their body as a result of this encounter. And some of the most fascinating things I'm looking into now is this hybrid child creation between entities and abducted women where they're impregnated, a baby is taken from them, they're abducted again, many months later to, if nothing else, hold the baby and nurture the baby. This is what many female abduction victims are reporting, that they're taken somewhere and kind of instructed to sometimes just hold a baby, sometimes breastfeed a baby, and just for a short period of time, as if there is some hybrid crossbreeding going on, and yet it's possible these entities for that being to to really survive, they need some kind of human touch. And that, I find, is a real fascinating uh, story to kind of look into. And And again, anything we can find from any source that, let's call it on the other side, that can even just maybe point us in the right direction. And we can go on from there. We have a, uh, on our chat, we have a Dr. Wade C. Dr. Wade C., I would be very interested in you calling, uh, if you can, at 646-915-9653. He threw out a question or two, and uh, you know, feel free to give a call. Right now, David, if you don't mind, we're going to go through uh, some of our upcoming dates coming up, okay? And um, is that okay with you? Oh, my gosh, I can't wait to hear them. Wait a minute, yeah. let me make sure I got my pen. <laughs> Everybody else get your pen. <laughs> Annette, you ready to? I am. Okay. Let's. We're going to try something a little different. We're going to do a little music undertone. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Upcoming date. Our next broadcast is Sunday, June 1st, with the author of the new book, Through the Eyes of a Spirit Rescuer. The author is Sierra Sky, and I don't like the music as the undertone, you know, so I'm dropping it right now. Good. Me too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that will be June 1st with the author of the new book, Through the Eyes of a Spirit Rescuer. The author is Sarah Sky. Then Monday, June 2nd, I will be doing readings at Champs in Burbank, Illinois, from 6 to 9 p.m. No set fees, so it's a gift offering of your choice. Champs is located 6501 West 79th Street in Burbank. Uh, for more details on the type of readings, let's go to theunexplainedworld.com 
in the events section. Friday the 13th, which is in June. Readings at the Weathermark. Again, I'm back at the Weathermark on this Friday the 13th, the south of downtown Chicago on Michigan Avenue, and there will be two other readers also. More t- details on upcoming broadcasts and coming to the website. Then, June 21st, we have Beyond the Veil with Ursula Bielski, Chicago's top paranormal author, and myself at the haunted, abandoned, abandoned mental institution, Ashmore Estates in Ashmore, Illinois. That night, it becomes ours and ours only because we will be the only ones there for an overnight stay and investigation and experience at the three-story building that has seen as many as 100 people die from 1916 to 1956 when it housed people who were indigent and those who had mental disabilities. From 1956 to 1976, it housed the mentally impaired as a mental institution. It remained in use until 1987 when it was closed to the lack of funding. Join Ursula, myself, and Mercedes, who will be assisting in my circle of energy this night, at a location where the the energy, the emotions, and spirits have shown themselves in the past and is just ours on this night for, for an overnight haunted location. That includes dinner. Visit the events section at our website, theunexplainedworld.com, for more details. Uh, Mercedes, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello? Okay. Hello? Yes. Velisca Axe Murder House, we only had eight people that died there. Mm-hmm. This place, we have a hundred, and a lot of it has to do with their emotions and everything else. It should be a very interesting night. What do you think? I think so. I think it'll be very interesting. I'm very excited. Yes, we're going to do the circle of energy. You have the ghost box with us. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring something else and uh, that I can't say over the air to test it out. And uh, I think Annette probably knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Annette don't like the concept, but <laughs> Ed, Ed will be Ed. Um, so... And then... Uh, well, when me and Annette get our own show, we'll do whatever. But okay. Show. <laughs> Annette's going to love you, kid, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number one, there are no rules. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Annette, you have something you want to talk about that you're going to be at. People can yeah, come this- and see you. And go ahead. Come and meet me in person. Yeah, the big celebrity over here. Um, this actually is a celebration of spirit, unity, and harmony. They're calling it the heart of the Morgan Community Interfaith Temple. Um, it's just an all-together for people of like minds, you know, spirit, alternative spiritualities, to come together on June the 21st. So you'll want to come to see me first and then go with Ed on his tour. <laughs> uh, this is, starts at 11 o'clock in the morning and goes until dusk. They're doing it at the Willow Springs Woods Forest Preserve in Grove Number 1. That's uh, at Flavin Road, just east of Archer Avenue. Um, we'll be celebrating the summer solstice. I mean, all kinds of things going on all day. Um, there are vendors and readers, and they're going to have raffles. And The only thing that you need to know ahead of time is that the entrance fee is a food item. So bring a dish to pass for the giant... Uh, uh, drum, bar, uh, barbecue and the drumming that they're going to be doing afterwards. So it should be a lot of fun. Their uh, children are invited. They're going to have a children's special children's ritual. It should be a lot of fun. It's one of those just get together and hang out in the woods and you know have a nice day out. Yes, and then that night, and that will be hopefully hosting uh, for a half hour as we do a re- remote from Ashmore Ashmore Estates. Uh, mental institution, and uh, hopefully we could do it from inside this time. Yeah, uh, that uh, Yeah, not to have the problems we had last time trying to do it inside. And uh, and like I said, Mercedes, we need a picture of you. You got one? Uh, I could find one. Okay. Yeah, put it up on the website in that. So okay. To okay. leave the people know who they're talking to, uh, and 
listeners, like I've always said, if you want to see Annette in action, we got a video of her up there speak at our website speaking to a man that was uh, interviewing a man that was haunted by demons. So that's also at our website. Um, I think that covers everything, don't it, Annette? I believe it does, yeah. Okay. David, you still there? So wait. Oh, my gosh, of course. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what do you think I would abandon and say, oh, my gosh, they're, they're not paying attention. I think I'll ditch out on them. <laughs> no, I, I just didn't want you falling asleep. That's oh, my gosh, no, are you kidding? David's enthusiasm. It's just infectious. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> David, well, we I, talk. We I talk got another the... cast of characters for you here. What's that? Well, uh, this goes back to my days in Evanston when I lived there, and I, I actually knew someone in my building who was very close friends with and worked with Jacques Vallée. And Jacques Vallée was basically Alan Hynek's right-hand man through all those years of Project Blue Book at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And Jacques had this very interesting connection, and, and I'm starting to see it now a little clearer, while he was always tremendously interested in UFO studies, and he, he did a very interesting in-depth study of everything that was going on in Russia. He worked with Alan Hynek on Project Blue Book. But then all of a sudden, he started making these comparisons between UFOs, abductions, and fairy fairy lore from many Oh, this I got to hear. <laughs> oh, my God, this is, this is beyond fascinating. And I don't know if many of you are familiar with kind of the little fairy lore thing where, let's oh, say, you're... I'm, I study it all the time. So let's say a few hundred years ago, Annette, you're out walking, picking flowers, and you come upon a little fairy circle, and they're singing and dancing, and you get a little too close, and they pull you in. Yes, yeah. And nobody sees you for four years. Next Even though you know, it's like you, no time has gone by. And yeah. next thing you know, you show up back at your front stoop, and you're right. Five years went by, and everybody's wondering what the hell happened to you, and you say, well, I thought I went for a night of dancing and frolicking with these little tiny fairies. Well, it, interestingly enough, what what I'm seeing of, of Jacques Vallée trying to make these comparisons, if you will, with what has been reported so many years ago, and, and actually up until still fairly current, there, there are stories out of that part of the world of uh, fairy encounters and kind of these alien abduction situations. There's some kind of similarity there that can't be overlooked. And again, what I find fascinating about that is that that it all keeps coming back to all of this is related. It's all intertwined, and it's all coming, if you will, from these other wavelengths of reality that if we could just get on that wavelength and and have a peak and maybe an encounter or two, we would really start understanding what's out there and at least recognizing that, yeah, boy, there are some bizarre realities right next to ours and Mm -hmm. um, overlap, if you will, or maybe it's best we not overlap, but at least uh, we, we need to know what's out there what's right next to us, what's all around us, just on a different wavelength, and and we need to tap into it. Certainly some of these realities pretty easily tap into ours, and it leaves people fairly disturbed or not quite knowing what they're dealing with. And um, so that's my whole approach to this. I believe that... uh, Whatever the truth of these realities are, uh, we need to pursue that and, and see what we can learn about it. But the uh, first I like step, to, the first I like step. this. 
Yeah, I like it's to say that. You've got to recognize it's there. Well, the, my, and I'm sure there's other people, other parents, maybe Annette and Mercedes, since they have young children. Um, when my daughter was probably about two or three, and we're probably going back 24 years ago, she, uh, you know, as most kids, she had invisible friends she talked to. And my wife nor I, you know, left her go on, asked her questions, and just went on with it, you know, and about them, asked her questions. And uh, one of the questions was, where are they from? And she says, well, he's from Planet X. We left it go. Then what was it, about five years ago, NASA comes out or whoever and says they discovered a new planet and called it Planet X. Heard it over the radio. My wife looks at me. I look at her, and my wife just says, "That's that's Nikki for you." So who knows? Um, who really knows? David, Annette, why don't you? Why we have Annette here, Mercedes, Wanda on the chat? Um, tell us the experiment that you want to attempt. Well, I I believe that with kind of the contact you have made in other paranormal situations with your circle of energy, with this little magic ghost box, whatever the hell it is, uh, I, I want to see and reach out to specifically see if we can lure in someone that maybe has a story for us or point us in the right direction or has had contact with some of these little alien figures that seem to be all around our culture and people are being abducted and someone on that other side knows something about this. In fact, I wouldn't mind getting involved in an alien abduction where we abduct an alien. Now, how cool would that be? I love it. (laughs) I mean, think about it. You know, we can set him free in the morning. <laughs> all you hear, all these stories are all one way. You know, oh my gosh, I was driving down the street, mind my own business. Next thing you know, it's green fog, and I'm up in this thing, and they're poking at me, and, and this thing with the big eyes. Well, you know what? Who can play that game? Again, we just need to know where where we make this connection and this little bridge into some other reality. And we can... Uh, we can cause our own ruckus. And I like what Ed did at the what? Crazy X murderer's house. Uh, taunting had, the black Let me tell you, yeah. I had somebody in my office listen to that show. And, oh, my God, Ed, she is a... a well, she she's a communicator, let's say. Okay. And... Um, She's become quite skilled, but she was horrified that you were, like, picking a fight with this crazy thing. Um, the thing is, is what's it going to do to me? Well, Good uh, always prevails over evil. It well, may get its butt kicked a little, but that's my belief. That's, now, now you've come full That's why I need you and your little band of fearless... I don't know, instigators, that's a good word, <laughs> and let's go instigate something and see where the hell it takes us. Okay, well, <clears throat> spirits are a different thing than aliens. I may just, you know, I won't be hesitant, I'll go in there, but, um, you know. Um, well, but I think David's suggesting that we're, we're, where we're going to get our information first off is from the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. speaking with Native Americans. And then after that, we take that information and then go after the aliens. Am I right, David? Yes, that would be okay. chronologically yeah. in a perfect world. That's a nice game plan. However... So Ed could always back out if it got too touchy. However, if this magic box attracts a reptilian, we'll stand for that too. Oh, sure. Oh, that'd be right up and that's. That's what she wants, let's put it that way. We're not going to shoo them away and say, look, we're not ready for this yet. We'll be back in six months. 
No, we'll deal with whatever the hell shows itself. Yeah. Okay. We yeah, got I've, I've raised our... snakes for a long time. I can handle reptiles. <laughs> we got a we got a caller here, so let's see what the caller has to say. Hello, caller. Yeah, it's Doctor Wade C. Oh, hello. welcome. Hello. Yes, if my cell phone stays connected. Okay. What's your time to talk? Well, my question is on these reptiles and spirits and stuff that you guys were talking about. Um, do you believe that the reptile reptilians are the same as lizard man and all these sightings we see in Florida and Texas and Maine? They have been. They have been linked to uh, what people have reported as lizard man. Absolutely, that's all. Uh, the reptilian humanoids have been called snake people, reptoids, draconians, lizard folk, lizard men. Uh, yeah, those are all descriptions that have come up throughout any kind of sightings or dealings or encounters with this group of creatures. Okay, what about the old Native American tales of... Uh people turning into alligators and, and lizard people. Could could that be something that's related? Because that, I don't see very many people touching on Native American yeah, the Native American uh, lore. The Native American connection is fascinating to me, and you hit on something that is uh, very important, and that, again, goes back to shape-shifting. If, if you recall, even above and beyond some of the topics we're talking about, the Native American Indians did believe they had the ability to uh, shapeshift and become that eagle that's flying over the canyon, and they could see through that eagle's eyes, and they'd become a wolf uh, and hunt down prey that they needed to uh, by relying on that, that wolf's power. And so they got that from somewhere, and... I've 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 read things where it was the star people that taught them how to do that, how to shape shift. And a very interesting book I've looked at recently, Graham Hancock's Supernatural Meetings with Ancient Teachers of Mankind. And what Graham Hancock has done is gone all over the world to and a lot of them are uh Indian caves where Many, many thousand-year-old drawings depict man, half-man, half-animal. And, and this has always been a theme of man becoming an animal or the two melded together as one entity. And one would have to guess thousands of years ago, these first artists that drew these figures in the caves would they have had such an imagination or were they trying to depict what they saw, what was part of their reality? So, well, you, the, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point about imagination. Um, when I was in schooling in university, um, we, we did a study on imagination in children. And children have to see, and I imagine it probably would be for adults more on a greater level, but children have to see something before they can think of something. So a child has to see a dragon or a cartoon with something that's scary before they can imagine a monster in their room. So if imagination did take place, they would have to see something first and then relate to it in a story somewhere. Yeah, that that's a very interesting point. Now, did we? Now, you said humans and animals. Are you talking about mermaids and centaurs and satyrs, yeah, or are you the, talking something more advanced? Every 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 everything you mentioned and then some. But the reptilian, half man, half reptile, alligator type head. That dates back to as long ago as between 15,000 and almost 30,000-year-old cave drawings 
that have shown up in different parts of the world, from Africa to France to North America, and dated, when I say between 15 and 30,000 years ago, what they're basically doing is carbon dating the material that was used to, to make the markings, whether it was uh, coal or chalk or dyes or certain type of paints, and they're trying to get as accurate as they can. They give these immense ranges of years, but if you just use 15,000 years ago, uh, boy, that's um, it's hard to imagine man being very advanced, like you said, to be able to imagine fantasies of birds and half-man unless somehow that was shown to them and then they simply and kind of simply and crudely recorded that in a cave drawing. What what about what about the old Native American tales of of people actually being animals and changing into the humans? No, I, I very little do I hear about that um, discussed in the paranormal studies of actual animals. The story is, as I was told, horses turning into you know, males and, and birds turning into females. I what what about that actually happening? What's your opinion on that as far as the reversal instead of man and the animal, animal and the man? Well, yeah, the there have it, it goes back to the whole concept of shape shifting that if they're ancient gods and beings of power would show themselves in that way. So it might be a wolf that they normally encounter in their daily travels, and yet that wolf turns into a man that then they have a relationship, talk to him, learn from him, and then that becomes their their god entity or their, their being of power. So those stories have been handed down through the Native American culture for many years, and yet there's no way around the fact that that's a supernatural aspect to this, and yet you you are correct, and what I would like to do is explore making contact with the Native American spirit world because I believe they can definitely point us in the right direction and, and fill in a lot of blanks of what these mysteries could mean. Do you think you would contact doctor, somebody doctor. else? Yeah. I'm going to leave you ask a question, and we have another caller after you, and we only have like six minutes left. So, Okay. Uh, so I want to say thank you for calling in, and we're going to get to the other caller before we run out of time, okay? Thank uh, you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, whoa, our caller disappeared. Caller, back to 219. If you're out there, give a call back. Um, that was David, an excellent. That was an excellent guest calling in. I I, oh, yeah. I like that whole. And and he's correct. That's why I'm trying to seize on this. Uh, boy, I think that's a whole area we could tap into uh, the Native American spirit world and see what we could learn about that. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and who knows when we go to the location, what we will tap into. Uh, Mercedes. Yes. Uh, you got any questions, kid? Um, well, I was going, like, way back. Um, I wanted to know why that um, these aliens or whatever uh, made us, if they did. So what is their purpose for putting us here? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess. David, what do you think? Well, I've heard some crazy theories and... Uh, again, it, it seems they have something to do with uh, harvesting our souls, and they need that as part of their creation or evolution process, wherever they came from, wherever they are headed. Uh, and then if you look at some other aspects of what's happening on Earth that's kind of associated with the whole alien connection, I mean, this cattle mutilation business, uh, 
there there does seem to see some be some biological reason why they need us and need to get certain things from us and from life on earth in general and but but to answer that it could be the most bizarre answer that we couldn't comprehend even if they told us. But I think more importantly is not necessarily what their agenda is with us, but I believe the the humankind needs to know that, look, there's this crazy group of beings that could possibly be responsible for life on earth as we know it and they're up to something they need us for something but what I'm after is just to make that revelation I would like the consciousness of humanity to understand uh, there's more out there than our three-dimensional little existence and in fact there's, there's so much heavy evidence if you will no matter how circumstantial or just taking people's eyewitness accounts, you cannot discount this. And I think it's time that uh, the whole consciousness of this humanity understands that. We don't have to know the answers to a question like, well, geez, what is our purpose to them? You know what, let's have, let's start with everybody acknowledge that, you know what, them, they're out there. And they are interacting with Earth and with humanity. And that's step number one. Then maybe we can start unraveling whatever these mysteries could possibly mean. But we, we've got to get the whole consciousness of humanity and understand, look, these things are out there despite what your news media tries to tell you is not out there, despite what your scientists tell you is not possible, and despite what your religions try to talk against, although how about the Vatican, huh? How about that? We're right yeah. back where we started the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my only uh, beef with that is, look, the Vatican's one of these super intelligence organizations that have underground caverns and computer scientists working around the clock they're clued into a lot of mysteries that are going on with humanity and they always were but what they're trying to do is maybe they sense that there is a revelation about to happen and they don't want to be left out in the cold they don't want people to turn on them yeah, uh, but yeah I look at it this way too I mean, the one thing that they confirmed basically, they have always confirmed is that they're, you know, besides heaven and hell, that there's a God in Jesus, but now they're also confirming that, hey, there may be aliens. So there might be a little bit more to their, you know, reasoning than thus, you know, being left out in the cold. And I think that kind of points to we may be finding out more in the near future. Uh, so there ain't a shock value, and they're using it to kind of, comfort everybody before it comes out. That may be Catholic. How's that? <laughs> well, that's, the, yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it, certainly. Yeah. All right, we got one minute left remaining. That's it. It's been a whole hour already, David. Wait and, a minute. Uh, are, you, are you sure there isn't something wrong with your watch? That no, this is the screen. This is the screen. only 20 minutes. That's the screen. I'd like to thank Annette and Mercedes for joining us. Uh, the one thing I want to say, it's hard for the ladies to do so. They have kids. They got, you know, Sunday's a very active day. So I really appreciate, Annette, all these, you know, last two years of joining me doing this and Mercedes jumping sure. on the boat and joining us too. And um, We wouldn't miss it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, David, thank you. It's been fantastic. We will do that experiment. Um, those who are interested, Email me, find my website, Don't Explain World, and uh, maybe we'll invite you out there with me, Mercedes, Annette, Wanda, David, and whoever else might be interested. And that's it for tonight. Thank you, David. Thank oh, you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you, listeners.
Thank you.